finally kicks off the gear guys we've made it it's uh it's going to be the final of course podcast of the week due to the holiday season uh christmas uh coming up on uh, saturday christmas Eve, and friday night so if you're listening prior to or even after uh merry christmas happy holidays and of course if you're listening after uh hopefully your holiday season went well and the happy new year to everybody as we almost uh, kick off 2022 Nonetheless, uh, before we get to our guest today, always listen and appreciate the support. Uh, listen to all major podcast platform and follow on the uh, Twitter, Air Raid underscore podcast is the show. And on air with Mike is my personal one. I will talk. Uh, if I'm not talking, it's because I'm working. But nonetheless, great conversation. More importantly, Casey from, uh, from Sluggo podcast is joining me. Uh, Clemson fan. We're going to be talking Clemson. Of course, Brent Venables, the now former defensive coordinator of the Clemson Tigers. Not rubbing that in, Casey. Uh, <laughs> we'll, be joining, we'll, be, uh, we'll be talking that. Of course, Brent, Brent Venables, the new head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. And of course, we got to talk Lincoln Riley and kind of get someone else's perspective on what transpired just a few weeks ago. But Casey, more importantly, do um, thank you for coming on, and and I'm looking forward to having you. Yeah, Mike, man, I appreciate the invite for this. I know you put kind of a all call out there, and I was like, you know what? I'll talk college football with you. I'll talk college football with just about anybody, but I really do appreciate you actually responding and saying, yeah, come on. Uh, we usually do Wednesday nights, but we didn't have a show tonight, so this works out perfect. So thanks. So there, hey, my pleasure, and, and I always tell everybody and. Uh, I know of, you know, a few people that from the past have been on multiple times, you know, hey, just shoot me something, whether it's a text or, or a DM. Heck, it can be a tweet. I don't really care. Um, hey, I'd love to have you on. Of course, talk college football. Of course, the holiday season arrived and I know everybody's busy, so I definitely appreciate your time coming on. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, like I said, I have Wednesday night free tonight. My kid's asleep. Like, let, you know, it, it's better than talking to the wall. <laughs> My wife's cleaning, so it's like, you know, I don't have my guy Marty to talk to, so let's talk to my Air Raid Mike. Hey, let's do this thing. First things first, Casey, tell the listeners out there a little about yourself. Obviously, you know, nothing too personal. Uh, that That's going to get you some uh, some uh, stalkers out there. But more importantly, more importantly, because we know how that is nowadays, more importantly, uh, your podcast and a little about your, uh, your little uh, – Sports fanatic. Sure. I'm so I'm a Clemson guy through and through. Went to school there <clears throat> way back when and uh kind of have two podcasts really, but one that, that's more mainstream than the other. The other's kind of not safe for work, but the main one is from is Sluggo. It's Sluggo Podcast. My partner and I, Marty Coleman, seldom use reserve, who is pretty known in the in the Clemson community for uh, putting out a lot of really cool videos, highlights and things. He and I just just talk. We we do focus a little bit on Clemson early, but we try to make it broad as well because you can't trip and, and hit without hitting a Clemson podcast, especially in the last ten years or so since podcasts going. Uh, but yeah, I'm just living and working down here in South Carolina, just talking college football when I'm not trying to make a dollar for my kids. 
<coughs> excuse me, I completely understand that, and I try to keep it. You know, I always tell people there's one guy that, that listens to this thing religiously, and he'll probably be texting me probably sometime next week. Hey, listen to your podcast X, Y, and Z, and give me some pointers and all that. The, he's probably the only guy I will probably talk politics with, but unfortunately, with everything that's going on out there. It's the best way also to get fired. So, especially if you if you're on my side, which I know a lot of people are. But, um, but anyway, nonetheless, that's a whole different topic for a whole other day. First things first. Um, your thoughts, of course, Wesley. Good win. Now the uh, new defensive coordinator, miraculously, um, kind of stuck around. You know, I, from what I read, you know he. Had some offers out there with other, you know, teams, NFL teams for that matter, and kind of stuck around. I guess it's meant to happen for him as a defensive coordinator. But coming from a Clemson fan, of course, you know, just from your perspective, were you surprised any that once Lincoln Riley bolted for Southern Cal, Oklahoma immediately, hey, here's a list. Now, we obviously don't know behind the scenes with Josie, Joe Castiglione. We don't know what his list looked like. It could have been just strictly Brent Venables. We don't obviously we won't know. Were you surprised Brent was a guy and and you're from a Clemson fan and from your guys' standpoint, what was it like once Brent Venables um left from uh from, <laughs> from Clemson and flew over here to Norman? I you know, I think my my perspective is going to be a lot different than some some Clemson mm-hmm. folks. You know, I think as soon as Lincoln Riley bolted for the West Coast, you had to you had to go Brent Venables. I know right. Castiglione and he have a relationship from all the way back, like more personal than even just working together. The wives are friends, yada yada. He got it as soon as his name came up. It was like that's done. And here's why: I think. Um, Dabo has always been wanting to get his guys really good jobs, always. He's always been really supportive. Brent has been nothing but loyal to Dabo. And and he's been on record multiple times saying, like, the perfect job isn't really out there. He was reportedly very close to taking the Auburn job a year mm-hmm. ago. Uh, but something you know, he just didn't like the back end stuff, the the education stuff, the president stuff, the the things there, like the the whole infrastructure. He he wasn't really a fan of. Now he, Norman is home. I mean, his kids, all of his kids were born there. Every he's got three of them. All of them were born there. His wife has, still has roots there. Um, the rumor was he built his in laws a home on the lake in Clemson, but that can be sold, you know, especially right. in the market the way it is. So I think from my perspective, it was a done deal. Even when you guys were doing all those uh, spaces on Twitter that were going all night long and some some dude with his smoker stalking Lincoln Riley's wife and all this crazy stuff that you guys were doing. um, I thought he was as good as gone. And, you know, I don't like Lincoln Riley because of it, but I'm, I'm such a Brent Venables fan. He, he's, you know, one of the worst games and best games I've ever been to was when the 70, 33, loss to, to West Virginia it was the worst game because I sat there through it the entire thing in Miami and the best because the day you know it felt like the day later um, Brent Venables was coming to be our defensive coordinator and then the rise of the program yeah I wish him well man I told you before we went on I, I'm a big OU fan now I want him to do nothing but succeed and you know quite honestly if he doesn't then there's going to be always room for him at Clemson um, I don't mean to keep going on. My partner's probably laughing, listening to talk. But as far as as far as Wesley Goodwin, um, 
as soon as this all happened, and then Elliot was was Tony mm-hmm. Elliot was was going to go to Virginia. Dabo was out in Vegas, uh, watching Hunter Hunter uh, Runpro play and uh, CJ Spiller going to all So Clemson fans were were scared. Like Dabo say something, but I think knowing the guy a little bit, he had it all in place already. And and Wesley Goodwin said that Sunday he got a phone call. And said that he was going to be the guy. So start getting ready and accept your six hundred and ninety thousand dollar raise that he got. Um, don't know much about him. Just hearing from what other people, Bruce Arians being a big supporter of him. I, I you know, I think the way. And then he talked, and he was nervous in front of the media, which is which is cool because he's like he's like us. But the fact that he was a big proponent. I won't say he was all Brent's brains, he because he certainly wasn't. But he was a big proponent for. Venables, Ellis Johnson, Johnson, Bruce Arians, some names on the defensive side. side. You know, it gets you a little bit excited. But can he recruit like Brent? And that's the interesting thing. And I think a lot of people, we fail, including myself at times, we always want the – well, first off, um, go into your spaces. I swear to God, I think us OU fans probably ruled Twitter world for the last probably two – week and a half or so. Um, and the best part is we had so many people on there just saying stuff, whether it was true or not. It's like, this is awesome. My lunch break hour is full of just people listening. This is great. Uh, it was so, fun. Some of those guys that, didn't that have jobs, fun. Mike. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was uh, no, that was fun nonetheless. But no, going back to <laughs> going back to that, can he recruit? Obviously, we don't know, and and that's the thing. I know, and I'll and. With you know, with you being a Clemson fan, and I told my dad this, and you know, and, and to this day, I'm still gonna say it. Dabo proved me wrong because I know when Coach Bowden got fired, and here comes Dabo, really an unknown guy. I've never heard of him. Um, I'm like, probably not the route I would have went. I think he was, was he special teams he or was something. Receivers, to that? receivers yeah, coach. There we go, receivers coach. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, but um, I'm seeing those comments too. I don't know what the hell they're. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Uh, but anyway, apparently it might be my stalker. You never know. Um, but anyway, going back to to Dabble, he proved me wrong. He uh, he completely. Well, I think he proved a lot of people wrong. Um, but uh, but anyway, nonetheless, I like Dabble. I like what he's about. I like you know just. You know, he, he cared about the guys, and I think that's why I respect him, even though he's – I wish we could beat him once. Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe soon. You never know. But, nah, we, we'll see what he can do. Recruiting, of course, you know, Brent can recruit. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't heard many guys. I know if, I've heard of one that's now a mid-year enrollee that flipped from Clemson to Oklahoma. What's it been like with Clemson? Has it kind of like unfortunate with Oklahoma once Lincoln got escorted to USC uh, on his own little way? Um, has has Clemson lost many recruits since Brent left, or how's that recruiting process looking like since Brent took over Oklahoma? Yeah, so they lost four guys on the defensive side of the ball. Three, all three from IMG Academy in Florida that were two defensive backs and a defensive end. One ended up at Alabama, the other at Georgia, the other at Michigan. Uh, and then the Jaron Kanak from 
from Kansas who was he's a Brent guy. He was a Brent um, recruit. I mean, the the rumor is he's enrolled, but he still has Clemson football commit on his Twitter profile. So uh, I think from people that I talked to within the, the Clemson program, he was all but gone that day and kind of did Clemson a favor by not publicly decommitting to get any bad press on signing day. So the class is, is fine uh, as far as quality. The quantity is what Clemson folks are kind of concerned nice. about because there's only 13 um, that they got in the early signing day and they left holes. So now with Connect going to Oklahoma, presumably they need a linebacker. And Dabo is very, very strategic, almost uh, to to a lot of Clemson fans' detriment uh, because he only offers guys that are needed. So mm-hmm. if he only has 30 spots, only 30 guys are getting offered until that guy decommits or goes somewhere else. So the, the numbers, they're like third or fourth an average recruit, but I think they ended up like 29th because they have 13 recruits right now. But there's a few others out there. I think there's a kid right in your backyard, actually, a linebacker that uh, – I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, he's or actually it's Texas, but he's getting a, a look and, and supposedly he's interested. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in February. Um, yeah, but as far as the Brent thing, yeah, he, he I mean, he's a, such an over the top great recruiter. Yeah. Uh, kids want to play for him. I mean, look at that defense. It's just constantly attacking from all over. So if you're a DB, a linebacker, and end you can drop into coverage sometimes, and you know those guys want to get a, a fat man touchdown. You know, <laughs> as a fellow fat man, I want to get a fat man. Touchdown. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a huge loss, but uh, you know, you lose recruits, you lose recruits. Yeah. Uh, it, it, do, are they good? Well, we, we think so, but do we really know that at the end of the day? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Alabama just got richer. Georgia just got richer, and. Michigan's going to start recruiting again because they're winning. And that's an interesting point. And, and it's one of those things that, you know, Alabama's, as we always say, Alabama's going to be Alabama. They're going to do what Alabama does, and that's win, regardless of how much we all don't like them and, or what have you. And another question <clears throat> comes in from Wong Lam, of course. It kind of brings up to where that kind of leads that to, in a way. One of them was, do you think that NIL will hurt and or hurt slash help, uh, of course, recruits moving um, younger players? Um, do you think the NIL will hurt or help the youth sports? And then also kind of kind of adding to that in the way is what's your take on the NIL? I'm still I like the idea, but at the same time, I don't. I'm kind of in between. I get the concept of it, but at the same time, you still got the you know the argument that a lot of people are going to say is, "Hey, they're getting they're getting um, free education. They're getting this. They're getting that. They're whatever the case may be." Is the NIL going to be what we would consider probably the the end all be all of college football to where it's going to hurt? Because the transfer portal, which I don't know. I missed the original rule where you transfer, you got to sit out a year. Now, practically, you can transfer any given guys for a second time, and, and you can still play Spencer Rattler to South Carolina. Um, you can still play. You can still play, and and not be penalized for it. Yeah, nil. I think Davo said it the other day, and and I'm not like a 
I mean, I'm a huge Clemson fan, and I love my coach. But at the end of the day, I'm not. I can call him out when he says something stupid. Yep. But the other day, he was talking about NIL, and I thought he brought up a great point: is that there's no cap, and I'm not talking mm-hmm. salary cap, but there's no real rules to it. Exactly. So a kid like Quinn Ewers, of all things, goes up and reportedly gets a million dollars to go to Ohio State, plays four snaps on the mm-hmm. year, transfers out kind of melding the transfer portal into this mess goes to texas and reportedly has a four million dollar nil deal the kid is 17 18 years old he's got five million dollars in his pocket yep. uh it, it just there's no there's no cap um bryce young has a million dollar deal mm-hmm. no one really knows doing what but you know i think that there needs to be a governing body and no i'm not talking about the ncaa but something to at least kind of control this because right now mm-hmm. it's out of control and i think with anything once it once it starts rolling, it's going to get out of control. And I'm, I have no problem with the kid making money. I have no problem. Oh, no, exactly. Know. Think about back in the day, you had a Bosworth jersey, but it didn't yep. say Bosworth. Or it maybe even did say Bosworth on the back. Well, he wasn't getting a dime for that. Uh, now, he may have been getting it under the table somewhere. But uh, he wasn't making money on what other entities were making money on. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how I feel about the NIL yet. I may still let play out going into 22, uh, preferably the, the season, not the physical year. But like I said, I'm, I'm kind of in between. I like it because the kids, I have nothing wrong with people making money, especially now. But at the same time, it's like, hmm, you're kind of in between. I'll let it play out in 22. Of course, a transfer portal is a lot of well michigan state um it's there you know they use it to a t Mel Tucker, just got jamar gibbs really he's, yeah he's gonna be like the fifth string running back and he was probably the top two three running back in the acc it's like well, you're gonna go there and share carries with somebody Did, but he's probably getting money you know well and that's the thing and that's kind of where you know you kind of put it in and and of course, anybody that's listening to the live stream, if you have any, um, feel free to comment. Um, for the exception of this co- uh, question, I'm not even going to answer it. Um, anything sports related, let's put it that way, guys. Um, college football, preferably. <clears throat> but um, speaking of money, and I talked with Jamie about it uh, and, and other uh, college football fans that's been on since, I think it was what, August, September when it broke news. Oklahoma and Texas go into the SEC. I'm ecstatic just because it's something different, but at the same time, you lose your original traditions. Oh, you obviously lost Nebraska's old rivalry. Well, really, they lost it when the Big 12, well, actually the Big 12. But, of course, Big um, Nebraska goes to the Big 10, hasn't really done anything since, if anything. Missouri's failed in the SEC. Texas A&M thinks they're a god, but they <laughs> mediocre, <laughs> mediocre at best in the SEC. And Colorado, eh, whatever in the Pac-12. What's your thoughts on one? I guess for first question I'll ask is: Is this the end? Do you think that this is the end of the of the expansion once Oklahoma gets to Texas, or are we still going to see more? Because you know, I read some article, whether it was true or not, that Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State, supposedly. The SEC would love to have it. When's an, are we going to be done with this once 20 from 2023, 2022, whatever you want to call it, to 25? Whenever that time span is for Oklahoma, Texas to go to the SEC, are we done? Are we still going to add more teams here? 
Well, I think it's, it, it felt like as soon as Oklahoma and Texas announced that they were going and those rumors came out that everyone started scrambling, and mostly fan bases. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know if you know this about the alliance, though. Mm-hmm. That's, that's going to rule college football. Said no one ever. Uh, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC coming together and forming this alliance. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know why. I think it's just word salad, to be honest. I don't know what, what it means at all. In, I think it depends. It, it was amazing that it didn't move. There wasn't way more Power Five conference moves at, in retaliation. Mm-hmm. Um, I know from a Clemson perspective, people were constantly, beat writers were constantly saying, like, Dabo's, Dabo knows what he's doing and he's going to be very deliberate here. Um, I'm not sure. We heard rumors that Clemson, Florida State, which apparently are a package deal, maybe even North Carolina, were going to go somewhere, maybe the SEC even or something when that whole thing started. And it was a huge wait. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, you know, especially if Oklahoma and Texas go into the SEC and get their doors blown off, which I don't think Oklahoma will, but I think Texas probably will, Um, Mm -hmm. especially with all the politics that they got going on down down in Austin behind the scenes. Um, I don't know if people want to go to the SEC. And, you know, Clemson gets it from our little brother in the Midlands of South Carolina all the time. Like, we wouldn't be undefeated in the SEC and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. But I don't really do uh, hypotheticals. And right. you know, we, we won two natties with uh, in the ACC. So <laughs> let's just stay home. That's my long-winded opinion. Let's just stay home here in the, in the ACC and see what happens. I, I, who knows, man? It's such a retaliatory uh sport you know i I, i'm not gonna lie i love the fact that it all started from a supposedly it was a rumor from texas a&m now i don't know if it's one of those things to maybe somebody went to college station it was like hey whoever that they got to talk to about it i'm hearing up in austin about x y and z now i don't know how that if that was true or not it's just funny. All of a sudden, a breaks the news. Texas is going to the SEC. Then all hell breaks loose. Here comes ESPN. Here comes Bleacher Report. Here comes Fox Sports. Everybody's all talking about it. Now it's uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Well, OU, of course, everybody has to say, well, we don't know what's going on. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> whatever. If you want to play that, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but nonetheless, it's funny because it's all of a sudden, then not even a week later, and a lot of these in the past, it's always been a year, two years it took. Week later, they approve it, and then no, no later than twenty-five will be Oklahoma, Texas. It, it's odd that it was a quick. I guess we can thank Texas A&M for it. I guess I don't really know. They voted for it. What do you What do you think of that? What do you think? Well, that I was going? shocked. That was the rumor that they weren't. Yeah, going. because uh, A&M. The rumor, like you said, the the rumor was A&M was one supposedly arkansas was the other i think missouri it was they had like it was actually going to be in their favor now i don't know all of a sudden people like oh more money yay or we just or they just love the idea of like hey it's something different oklahoma yeah texas i mean whatever um but um it's interesting it's interesting i'm kind of curious Especially as much as I as I hate Texas, I really will. I'm really curious how this is going to work out for them because they got steamrolled this year by Arkansas in Fayetteville, lost to Kansas, even though OU should have lost too. 
but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god for three quarters, oh my god like, uh, two and a half quarters it looked like it was gonna happen <laughs> i was laughing mike i'll be honest but I had, no, I, I had no dog in the hunt sprint won't lose to, uh, to kansas well no he well, he's definitely not gonna allow that one and you know of course uh you know now we kind of know why well but you know caleb williams showed back up now he's probably thinking on the sideline i'm not gonna lose to kansas with regardless of you know what uh what happens here but now, I'm, I'm curious with Texas because in the program of Texas, and I'm not knocking it because it's Oklahoma and Texas. I, I'm really not. But this Texas program, Casey, is just – they're not as bad as Nebraska, and I'm not taking no shots towards Nebraska. They're almost borderline getting to that point if they really don't fix whatever issue that is in Austin. Yeah, it feels like Sark is handcuffed, though. I mean, all this stuff coming out. Heck, mm-hmm. Saban told him not to go, and, and I don't think he's ever told a coach not to go somewhere. He, but that 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 came out that he said, you know, you gotta you gotta weigh all your pros and cons here, and you may you may come up with more cons. But just being hamstrung with who to play, the rumors, you know, the the articles, the reported articles that are saying that some big time boosters are, are making sure they know who who's playing and it may be race related it's it's a mess man and and i don't know if i think it, it probably started before charlie strong but oh i'm sure absolutely they they definitely didn't like him down there either but that was almost yeah. immediate red mccombs came out and said he makes a really good coordinator somewhere um it was just it, it's for such a quote unquote blue blood to have so many issues and they just people just keep throwing money at it it seems from an outsider perspective and it's just not getting better so i'm, I'm interested to see what yours can do and what they surround them with because sark sark can recruit too now so mm-hmm. uh, he keeps a, a bunch of those texas boys home and you never know if, he, if, if he's allowed to coach uh, i don't know if that's going to happen well i know they lose casey thompson um the quarterback he showed some flash. I mean, obviously, I think, he, what is he, a freshman? I think is what he was. He's going to do freshman things. I mean, he showed some flash. I thought that was a little shocker that he left. So I don't know if something's going on. I know they love that one kid that's been that uh, kid that's been in most of the season. Um, but Texas, though, I mean, realistically, and I know people are like, oh, you're just saying because you're an OU fan. No, I'm really just saying for the sake of Carlos football, is Texas is really in a bad shape, I think, more than what we realize it on paper. Because, like, and you brought it up, he's very well could be handcuffed, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was. Um, I knew the Charlie Strong thing probably wasn't going to go well. Unfortunately, let's be honest, I'm sure it was a race issue. Not, I don't have proof of it, but we've heard it a couple it times. It wasn't a pretty sight from day one. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, you look at it, I, you know, Tom Herman, the best thing that Tom Herman did in Texas was flipping off the camera while he was sitting in his office. <laughs> I like that was going to work out too, though. I mean, he was. Now, see, name. I did too. Yeah. And then, and then Sark, offensive mind on that Alabama team. I mean, I thought he was going to be all right too. He had after his reclamation project at Alabama. It's going to be interesting. I don't know who they play next year. Um, I'm sure I can Google it real quick. I don't know who they play. I know that you know right now, well, they should have OU beat. They had that game 
really hit one in the pocket. But okay, so we got <clears throat> non-conference game, non-conference seat, uh, uh, schedule: Louis and Monroe, Alabama, and Texas San Antonio. And of course, in your conference games. Um, I'm just gonna say this my only knock, and uh, I'll leave it at the end. I'll let you obviously t- give your take. Alabama's gonna steamroll Texas. Let's let's just be honest. I don't know what they're gonna bring back. I know Bryce Young would be back back, and I don't know what their uh, offense uh, looks like. I'm sure it probably doesn't matter. Alabama just reloads and makes a running gun, but. Texas, I think, is going to get an eye open, and maybe the SEC probably was not the uh, the best option, even though it's more money. I get that, but Arkansas showed them first. I think Alabama's about to show them again. Oh, they have Bryce Young back, Heisman Trophy winner. They get, I believe, they get Jamison Williams back, who's probably, arguably, the best receiver in the country that couldn't get on the field at Ohio State. Uh, they have, I believe, Brian Robinson, the running back, back. You know they're going to load up on the offensive line. That defense isn't going to get worse. I think your assessment is spot on. <coughs> but we'll see. Um, speaking of programs, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to talk about this one's Nebraska. Scott Frost comes back for 22. I think that's perfectly fine. I made adjustment a few weeks ago on color cast. Um, that maybe Nebraska wasn't that three and nine team. Maybe they were one of the best teams in the Big Ten. All nine losses were by literally by a touchdown or less. What's the <laughs> if Scott Frost can't get this program over that hump? And I mean the hump of hell at this point six wins. I don't know what the hump is for Nebraska. If they can't get to somewhere where it's proven that he's making a difference. Is there any coach, in your opinion, um, and I thought of – who did I thought of? It's going to come to me here in a second. As their new head coach, it's coming to me because he's from Lincoln. Um, but anyway, who would be a right right fit for Nebraska? Because this program, just like Texas, probably a little worse, um, is this program hasn't done anything since they left the Big 12. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I'm, uh, unfortunately, I'm not that close to it, but I, I knew Frost because I lived in Florida, and right. so he, I was right around the time where he was at UCF and um, setting records and playing that fun and gun offense and doing a great thing. But he's he's a Nebraska guy, and mm-hmm. he's there. He's their main guy, you know. And <clears throat> I think obviously they showed him a, an extension, so they're they're showing a little bit more patience. And I think you're right. The you know we have a joke on one of my shows about the best four-loss team in the country. I don't think it's arguable that Nebraska was the best nine-loss team in the country. Yep. That's that they were in every game, every mm-hmm. game, and most of the games they did something to shoot themselves in the foot mm-hmm. to lose it. Uh, you know who do I think of off the top of my head that could come in there if if Scott Frost isn't the guy? Oh, I had one. Do you go fickle? Does fickle go? Maybe there? that's who I was thinking of. There's one guy. I have to listen to the episode with Clyde. Brom, I think Brom. It might have been on that episode. It was a recent one. And I listened and I, to that episode too, Mike, and I, I I forget what you said. Yeah, that was too long of an episode. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> 
Because the episode was it was Jamie, and that definitely wasn't that. It was Clyde's. It had to have been Clyde's. But the question is, who was it? Because it was somebody I said, well, look at this. This is picture perfect. Because this person's from Lincoln. Was it Fleck? Oh, I wonder if it was. I'm not going to take too much time, but I'll figure it out. I'll, have to, I'll let you know. Um, because I was like, well, I could see this because now this person's from Lincoln. Oh, this is going to bug me all night long. <laughs> <laughs> Clyde, if you're watching on the live stream. Um, it's not Fleck. I wonder who it was. Um, college. Screw it. It's not Fickle. All right. So, yeah, I just don't know who takes that job. I don't know if it's as glamorous as it was back in the late 80s or when Tom Osborne was there and even Bo Pelini did some good things there for a little bit. I know I'll probably get killed mm -hmm. by Abby and Meg and, and then <laughs> and Jamie and all the Nebraskaites that listen, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what is Tim Crouch available? Is he available that he can come back? And uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all Tommy Frazier. Is Tommy <laughs> Frazier coaching football? Can you can you lure him out of uh, selling insurance or whatever he's doing now? Well, I'm, Tom Osborne, though, I'm sure he I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Uh, I'll, I'll read. It's going to come to me. Regardless. He's a politician now, I think, though. So yeah, I don't he know is. If he's going to leave his cush job of uh, in an office just. Making hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wonder who it was, because it was a big time coach. Well, does a Franklin go there? Ooh. From Penn State over to I'm notice I'm not mentioning a certain coach in in, in South Carolina either. No, I'm glad you brought that up though. <laughs> Y'all I'm sure you've heard the rumors. We'll change the subject. Uh, the listeners, well, I'll figure it out who it was. Probably after Christmas, you never know. Um, <laughs> speaking speaking of college rumors or college rumors, but speaking of because coaching rumors, does Dabo leave for Vegas for the Raiders? Because of course he happened, like you mentioned earlier in the show, he happened to be out in Las Vegas watching Renfro and CJ, you know, all of them out there. Um, does he actually leave? Not maybe not this year, but let's say they have another. Whatever, do you could you see him in the NFL as a head coach? Even though that, let's be honest, you mean for the most part, uh, college coaches in the NFL has failed. Urban Meyer, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, do you see him leaving Clemson as much as I know money talks? But he's getting some good change out of Clemson. Yeah, he is getting good change. I don't think he leaves for. And again, I'm probably the wrong. Right. I'm, I'm not the normal Clemson fan when it comes to this because I think it's inevitable that he leaves at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it takes a certain ego to coach at the pro level and I'm not sure Dabo has it. But but I don't you know I only know players who played for him. I don't know him personally. So right. I just don't think I think he likes what he's built at Clemson meaning not not necessarily at Clemson but meaning he does this paw journey which prepares his student athletes for their future he gets mm -hmm. internships in the summer he um, you know he built he has he makes sure that these kids graduate he's got something like he, there's been three kids in 13 years that he's had that haven't graduated uh, which is pretty impressive and I think there's some caveat to that but where kids that transfer aren't part of that anyway 
Um, to answer your question short-windedly, <laughs> I don't think he goes to the pros. And I think to add on to it, and I know you didn't ask this, but I don't think he's the next guy at Alabama either. Um, no. I'm not saying he won't end up at Alabama, but I think like a Mike Price or somebody like that or a Sark, not Mike Price anymore, but a Sark or Kirby or somebody gets that next job, loses mm. two or three games, they're all up in arms, they fire him, and of then maybe Dabo comes in you know, later on. Um, I don't think he leaves for the pros. Jacksonville's talking about him now, too. Mm -hmm. Lawrence. I, I'd be surprised. Let's just put it that way. I would be very surprised if he left for the pros. Wouldn't be surprised if he left for Bama down the line. I definitely could see him leaving. I think, like you said, you know, would it be Alabama? Probably not. Um, I just don't... It, it, it's tough to it's tough to see a Dabo, um, in, in that. But you know, I've seen weirder things happen. I don't think his uh, I don't think his his personality his, fits with guys his, who are getting millions. You know, his raw raw style isn't really. I mean, Pete Carroll is kind of raw raw, but what you know? Think about who who's the coach? Uh, God, why is this name? Losing me the, for the Steelers, Mike Tomlin. Oh, Mike Tomlin. That mm -hmm. dude's a statue on the sideline, and and his players love him. So like, you yeah. know, Belichick. Belichick, you can't even understand what he's saying, and his players love him. And he, I don't him, think like, he understands what he's saying. Yeah, you think Dabo running <laughs> up and down the sideline, you know, jumping up to give high fives and bouncing on chests and whatnot? Do you think that's going to play other outside of Christian Wilkins of the Miami Dolphins? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> but I don't know. Who am I? Just talking to you on a Wednesday night. <laughs> right? <laughs> Before Christmas, of all things. Right. Um, <clears throat> but no, I don't see him. I think his demeanor just does not fit that Alabama. That Alabama. People are like, well, how do you know? Maybe it's politics. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe you're correct. Who knows? Uh, you'll be surprised, I'm sure, at that too. Um but no, I mean, jokes aside, I mean, I just don't see him leaving Clemson, at least not right now, just for the simple fact that, okay, you had one quote-unquote bad year to the last 12, 11 years of standards, of course. <laughs> but <laughs> That's what I love. I hope you guys beat Iowa State this week. That would be lovely. That will make my Wednesday night going into the OU, uh, OU and Oregon game a little bit more better just because I thought Iowa State was overrated, even though – I had them being the second best team in the league, um, but um, but no, I mean I think uh, I think Dabble's fine. I just don't. Uh, I just I don't see him in the pros, and even with Trevor at with Jacksonville <sighs> going on to that, Jacksonville is a crap hole right now. Yeah, and I mean, does it? Will he get a call? Maybe. Yeah, oh, I'm maybe. sure he will. Travis, yeah. Travis Etienne's there as well. He got hurt. In a preseason game, missed the whole year. So there's a couple. I think Shaq Lawson's down there too, yep. defensive end. So there's a couple Clemson people, but that's the thing. Right now, you can't trip in the NFL without landing on a Clemson guy. So it's we've been pretty fortunate recently. But I, I don't know. I can't. I know I'm repeating myself, but I, I just don't see him in the pros. But money talks. You, you drop mm -hmm. 16 million on him and send him to Florida. Maybe you do go because Jacksonville's basically south. Georgia, so I mean it's yep. still southern. And you get and it's Florida. There's no state taxes, so I mean you get you know. Yep. I don't know. I mean, obviously he's a smart guy. I'm sure he'll Change make my it. opinion. He's going to Jacksonville. 
<laughs> right? No state tax deal. Let's go. <laughs> it is nice. It is nice. <laughs> I wish we had no state taxes. Um, but anyway, no. Um, I just don't see any speaking of Jacksonville, Urban Meyer. What a joke that show was down there with him. I thought personally was a horrific hire to begin with. A lot of people, and I'm not going to say who, but he knows who he is. Um, when the show was a net, when the announcement was made that he was a hire, I said that was this is a joke. He pronounced it two or three Super Bowls. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, maybe he will. You'll be surprised. One, why are coach college coaches just continuously failing? And at this one, it wasn't even because of poor coach. Well, kind of was, but it it was more poor performance off the field than it was on, for the most part. But at the same time, he kicks the field. Supposedly, he kicks the kicker, Lambo. He's yelling at his uh, staff, claiming they're a bunch of losers. They suck at the job. Obviously, he's getting ladies to twerk on him and lap lap dances, and he's groping them and. I'm. I was never much of an urban guy. I'm just gonna be honest. Not so much of what he did at Ohio State or Utah, Bowling Green or Florida. But I just never was a huge fan of his. Are we now? Could we probably? Well, first off, your thoughts on Urban Meyer's little 13 game Disney Channel <laughs> X-rated show? Um, or uh, one, your thoughts on that, and then two. Is Urban that can we finally put Urban to rest that he's going to come back into coaching now? Well, the, the one beautiful thing about coaches that get fired is you never really hear from them. I think only one mm-hmm. that get fired because they're getting paid to sit at home and do nothing. Yep. Their contracts are guaranteed in college and in the pros. So, although Jacksonville claims they're not going to pay him, right? Uh, anyway, they got to uh, throw that. Yeah, they got to throw that out there. He was a joke. The fact that he signed Tebow to try to play tight end, the fact that he, he brought the the uh, strength and conditioning coach from Iowa who had like racist yep. and all sort of misogynistic problems yep. at Iowa, and, and you know he had no problem with that, which just basically shows you in a nutshell who Urban Meyer is. And I am not an Urban Meyer fan at all. No. You know, Clemson beat him a couple times at Ohio State. The famous picture where he's eating pizza was after the 31 nothing game. Um, love that. Love the fact that they beat the snot out of him. I, you know, I and I hated the fact that Trevor was going to have his first coach be Urban Meyer. Now, I'm kind of in the ilk of I don't know what pro coaches actually do. Outside right. of maybe Belichick, you know, you got to surround, you got pro players, so you got to surround them with somebody that knows what they're doing. But like, look at Brady. Brady might as well be the coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks on offense anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, left, which is going to get a job because he had Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, I think he's just a farce. I hope, I hope he's done. But you never know. Some college team would, Nebraska would pick him mm-hmm. up tomorrow. Uh, if they fired Scott Frost and maybe maybe he's that that guy, but you know he's going to end up on Fox Sports doing or whatever you know Big Ten Pac twelve pregame show, which is getting a lot of love this past season anyway. Yeah, that's what he's going to be on, and we're going to see his face. And even though he misses his family, he still somehow always seems to have a really high stress job. So you know, it's, I'm, not, it's, I'm not a fan, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm not either. <laughs> I, I thought he was full of crap when he re. "Quote unquote," retired from Florida. I thought that was full of crap when he, so to speak, 
had to step down from Ohio State. I'm sure that was full of crap. And now we obviously, I think the, the true Urban Meyer, I think, showed. I mean, call it what you want, but I think the 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 real Urban Meyer, can you please stand up? And I think that's what we got. Um, yeah, right front and center. If not, somebody, if not, I'm not going to say that might have been, but nowadays you just don't know because we live in 2021. Anything can happen. That or the girls got paid a lot of money to set him up, and that could very well could have happened. And get, But guess what? However, at the end of the day, he went through it. Got to be smarter than that. It's yeah, your restaurant. It. You don't have a back room or something that you can, like, so that no cameras were around. Or yep. Derek Jeter famously wouldn't let people in his house with mm-hmm. their cell phones. Like, you know, it's not that difficult. No one really even called him a jerk because of it. They just, no cameras at my house. I don't want pictures taken and getting around the social media. Nowadays, that stuff's getting out, man. The second the thing's clipped, send to whatever social media platform you got, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Snap, anything else that's out there, I'm sure I'm probably missing. Um, but uh, regardless, <clears throat> stand up or that's a real Urban Meyer, he got caught. He got caught. He got caught pretty, pretty easily. Yeah, and, and we were rough on him as a society, but could you imagine Mrs. Meyer? I wouldn't have wanted to go home for months if that was my wife. Like months. I might as well just <clears throat> said, just throw it on the front porch, hon. I'll come get it. You know, it would have been Dunsky. My fingers and the girls were behind him. Like, yeah. And, you know, and we're not making jokes or light of it, but it's at the same time, it, it's simple. If you're Urban Meyer, what? What's <laughs> I'm trying to ask the like, what do you do with yourself? Oh, crap. Going to the hotel. I'm sure now he's lonely at this point. I'm sure he's going to the hotel alone. Now he's waking up like, eventually, I got to go back home. Eventually, I got to go. And not only that, I don't know how many kids he has, and that's perfectly fine. But can you imagine his kids watching this? I know he has a daughter. Can you imagine his kids watching this? Oh, my Jesus. Yeah. That night, his wife even tweeted out like, oh, Urban stayed in Columbus for a night while I have the grandkids. Yep. Yeah. Great way, Urban. Not only did you ruin any chance to come back into the NFL, but you uh, you uh, definitely made a name for yourself. So we're going to get to a few questions. I know I'm missing nice. a lot of these. Um, <clears throat> all of Twitter, because the ones on the, during the live stream I will not answer, and don't expect uh, my good friend Casey will, and the other ones I just cannot uh, understand. <laughs> uh, no disrespect, I just don't. Uh, what do you think about uh, playing? This is from Wong Lim. What do you think about playing best out of three games in the playoffs? I'm referring to college football playoffs. What's your thoughts on as a potential option? Would that would you get for that? No, I don't think so. It, it's weird for football, um, just because of the wear and tear on the bodies. It, selfishly yeah i want more football absolutely <laughs> and there's a there's a sense of loss that comes over me about halftime of the national championship game regardless of who's playing because you just start thinking about the uh the break that's coming but now yeah. best of three i think is just too much and there's some, there's a beauty about one game trying to figure it out you know you play a game there's like if alabama and, and georgia play again in my opinion it's going to be the same result mm-hmm. however they're going to play it a little differently, right? I think both teams are probably going to play it a little bit differently, but I don't want to see it again. I mean, I'm going to watch it because it's another football game, but I really, I'm hoping for Michigan or Cincinnati, even though I think Michigan has a better chance. 
to win that game because or mm-hmm. win those games just to see something different. And here I am, a Clemson fan, right? We've been in seven of eight uh, play or six of eight playoffs, and I'm spoiled rotten. But um, I don't think three games does it because it's just going to kind of be overkill. And unfortunately, in college football, it is hard to beat a team twice. But it, yeah. I think the better team always seems to win. So I think those. I just don't think it'll end up being three games. And I think there's just too much wear and tear. And at the end of the day, they're student athletes, so they don't want to get miss yeah. too much school and allegedly. <clears throat> well, you know, they are attending class. I just want you to know that. Uh- <laughs> in North Carolina, those classes are fun, though. Oh, I'm sure that those are. <laughs> I heard of Norman that they that Norman they're non-existent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, just like our playoff record is. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Clemson and Alabama. <laughs> Sorry. And Georgia. Um, my thoughts on it, it'd be cool, like you said, from a football standpoint, absolutely. Who doesn't want to give up, you know? I mean, hell, I would love to see another Alabama-Georgia for four more weeks. But from <laughs> a from – a, <laughs> we all want to see that. Um, other than that, I probably personally wouldn't just because, like you said, it's a one-game ordeal. I completely agree. As much as I would love more football, especially and people are like, well, oh, he's going to the SEC. Forget that crap. It has nothing to do with that. If it's exactly who we think it is, I, like this year, for example, I don't think I could sit and watch Alabama and Georgia for two guaranteed games and hope for the best. I just no, no. I mean, I don't. I've saw it once. It was great. You know, if we see it again, maybe it's. I just don't think it's going to be different. I I don't think that. Georgia kind of got exposed, and their Georgia fans down here where I live, I live right near the Savannah uh, Hilton Head border mm-hmm. in, in South Carolina. So we, there's a lot of Georgia fans here. They think they're just going to switch the quarterbacks and miraculously win the game. Uh, really, you, you know, you played with <laughs> you played with Stetson Bennett the 19th, yep. sixth, you know, most of the season outside of the opener against Clemson. Uh, and won all those games. I don't know why just a flip of the switch and just going to JT Daniels is going to change the outcome of the game. I just think Alabama has too much, even with Mechie Hurt. Uh, you know, I don't need to see that four times. I I really don't want to see it again. See it yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I really don't want to see it again, but I'm afraid that we're going to. Uh, yeah, I, I no disrespect, everyone. I Neither of us can understand um, – the language, but no, uh, I, I we appreciate your watching. We've I, been getting spammed on here too on this stuff, so I don't know what the heck it is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, moving on, <laughs> moving on to them. <clears throat> from them, I know we talked about the transfer portal. Um, to you, is a loss to a good team considered a moral victory? No, unless you're Alabama, where losses don't matter. No, there's no moral victory. And that comes from definitely my fandom, Mike, because we have our our rival in our state here Mm -hmm. is very big on moral victories. And, you know, we played Clemson close Mm -hmm. one year. They had 500 yards of offense and still lost by 21 points. It's pretty impressive. And Clemson won the national championship that year. Uh, so like, that's what all we hear. And especially being around sec here in the Southeast, we got sec fans everywhere and they're all moral victory. Like, Oh, it's a good loss for the conference. I'm not a conference guy whatsoever. And it's probably because of my hatred of the sec and their fans, not their teams. I like their football, but, 
Uh, no, to answer the question, no, there's no moral victories in college football because losses mean a lot, like I said, unless you're Alabama. Unless you're Alabama or Georgia. Um, <clears throat> especially Alabama. Much either, did they? Yeah. That was a, uh, you know, and I'll answer that question real quick before I get to it. Yeah, that's another thing. I would love to seen what the BC had. We had the BCS rankings. I would have loved to seen how far apart everybody was, because here we are again. And I understand, I understand that you know, well, Oklahoma State lost. Okay, like we all thought they were going to win anyway. Um, but you had Georgia. If 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 Oregon who lost, well, for, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, my my um. That, that's another good topic. Yeah. Uh, loss, uh, where am I at here? More victory? No, absolutely not. Oklahoma State, they consider more a victory. They beat us one in the last 10, 11 years. Um, uh, no, I, I don't like them. I think it's as much as, I mean, if you're like a, now Nebraska might make, you know, they may love moral victories. I really don't know. Um, I was listening to as a space earlier. Um, I don't know who was on it, but anyway, somebody made a mention that they were Nebraska's practically all more victories with what they are nowadays. So maybe, maybe teams like that. I I don't like them. A loss is a loss, and I don't like to lose. But unfortunately, it is what it is. Uh, should five and seventeen? Oh, so <clears throat> okay. So this one's gonna be a strictly an Oklahoma high school question. So. Bixby High School, which is based out of the Tulsa metro area up in Bixby, up in Tulsa. Bixby is a class 6A. Um, so in Oklahoma, it's class A all the way to 6A. I know some, like, I think it's who are California. Somebody has seven. I'm like, holy crap. Um, but anyway, so Bixby has not lost a game in forever. That's like 49 straight wins they've had. This year, I kid you not, their average of defeat, they're averaging almost near 60 points a game. And their margin of victory is almost near 40-something points. This team was phenomenal. Phenomenal. So I see where he's saying with the – should a 5-17 and 17 play Bigsby High School? <laughs> I say, <laughs> you know what? I know I've been kind of harsh on his questions. I say go for it. Um, <laughs> give it three. Give it three and nine Nebraska team. Let's go over Texas. 5-7 and seven Texas, I think is what they were. 5-7 uh, and seven Texas, go for it. Three and nine Nebraska. I want to see it. Let's go. Um do you think that okay NIO? Oh, so going back to that, you're so I know the playoff is a really touchy subject for a lot. I'm kind of getting really we thought we had the BCS, you know, nobody liked the BCS. It was horrible. Probably rightfully so. Oklahoma bringing back an 03. Cream got cremated in can by Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. At the time that was played up in Kansas City. Got cremated. They still made the national championship game, losing to LSU. Of course, that was, I think, Auburn was undefeated and then obviously did not play for the national championship. So we had, and then, of course, you got other BCS issues. Then we get the playoff issue. Last year, you probably could have expanded it. This year, a lot of people look, well, they had it right. I don't think they still had it right this year. Yes, Oklahoma State lost. Okay, good. They're out. You know, they weren't really in, but they were out. Baylor, I don't know how they didn't jump up more. What's your thought? I mean, what's the <laughs> – obviously, they need to expand. I don't know when that's – if or when that's going to happen. 
Is there an even perfect solution at this point? Because obviously this year politics played and they played big time. Yeah, I don't know if there's a perfect solution at all. And I've kind of been teeter-tottering on four is the right number or because, and mostly because I don't know what the other number that's correct. Some people right. say six, and then if you say six, it's all the power five winners plus an at-large, well, you're still going to have arguments. Yep. But I don't really think there's a perfect scenario for the playoff. Yeah, this year, yeah, I, I, I could go on my soapbox here, Mike, about this one because <laughs> – it just it bothers the crap out of me, and and I've been on record many times on on our little podcast that could that says uh, no two loss team should ever be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It just shouldn't happen. No, nope. but if a two loss team was going to be in it, what conference were they coming from? The SEC. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think it's set up pretty well for that. After Alabama loses to Texas A and M, they only dropped to three. Maybe maybe they were four, but they were still in that top four. So it kind of left you kind of going, huh? And I was also saying, well, if Alabama lost that game, then they were out. But were would they have been with all the chaos that happened that last uh, week of the year? I don't know what the right number is. I, I don't know if, you know, maybe you float a number. Maybe if you say, you know what, this year, it's kind of like the Heisman invitees. Like one year you have three, the next year you have five. Like maybe, maybe you float it. Maybe because. If you go to 12, it's awesome for college football fans and you watch all those games, right? Those matchups are great. But, mm-hmm. but are they, you know, you're, the way that it's been recently with blowouts and the semifinals, it's like if you go to 12, you're going to have more blowouts maybe. Maybe you float it and say, you know what, this year I think there's six worthy teams. We'll give the top two a bye and we'll play the, you know, mm-hmm. three versus six and two versus three, whatever, whatever. I don't math. It's hard. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, and figure maybe the one year it is 12, you know, and, and mm-hmm. cap it at 12, but I don't know. There's people, unfortunately, a lot smarter than me that hopefully will figure it out and make it better. But more football is always better, but it's just, if, if I'm going to turn it off and, and I don't turn off a lot of games, but if it's 62 to nothing, I'm probably going to turn it off, see what's yeah. going on at Dancing with the Stars or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> something more riveting. <laughs> Well, I, I like that. I think, you know, I don't know what the right number is. Obviously, these guys are probably a little more, you know, maybe a little, little more intelligent. I'm sure. I don't know. I'm sure to a degree they probably are. Well, I got a piece of paper. Well, good for you. I'm, I'm happy. Um, but um, this year, I just think a lot of politics was played in it. I mean, I just do. And people are like, well, Oklahoma. Yeah, I got to bring it up because I just think it was crappy. You had Oklahoma sit around. Now, they probably weren't the eighth-best-ranked team in the country. They probably weren't in the top four, obviously. You know, now you got your whole conspiracy theorist people out here saying that um, the OSU game was set up by Lincoln Riley because he knew he was going for LSU. So, of course, his play calling sucked against Oklahoma State. Maybe that's true. I don't really know. Um, But nonetheless, I don't know what the magic number is. You know, I, I just don't. Last year, Cincinnati probably should have been in. Obviously, they weren't. Now, this year, they get their chance. Unfortunately, welcome to the playoff where you're going to play Alabama. But you never know. That might be a hell of a game. That might be a slaughter fest. I kind of lean towards a slaughter fest, but we'll find out. And I'm actually looking forward to that game. But if it is any of them, probably that one, just because I am kind of would like to see, is it time we can finally start to put the group of five teams in here? Or, hey, Group of five, we we appreciate your 
your participation, but next year or the year's fought, we're not doing this again because this is kind of what we thought. Unfortunately, that's probably what this is. Uh, yeah. The group of five. If if Cincinnati were to get blown out, they could probably put a death knell into the group of five ever getting back. Um, but yeah. it's strength against strength. Cincinnati's defense DBs are mm-hmm. they got two of the top, probably arguably five DBs in the country. So against going against those wide receivers, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know if they can hang with them running the football, but let's see what what Desmond Ritter shows up. If Desmond Ritter shows up and he's mm-hmm. Alabama, always that's this is the knock, right? That they say that they always have a little trouble with a, a, a mobile quarterback. And I would say Ritter's more of a pocket guy, but he can he can be elusive at times. And I hope it's a good game. I don't want to go into New Year's Eve all pissed off. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's, as two See, SEC teams, I'm, I might jump in the river over here. I don't know. <laughs> well, see, I'm going to have to listen to it because the new co-host will be starting soon once the first of the year arrives. She's in the SEC country. Well, not physical. I guess she, I don't know where she even lives. Um, but she's an LSU fan in Nebraska. I don't know how that works, but that's cool. Either way, I have nothing against either of them. Um, I think LSU is probably a better program. Um, we'll get to LSU. I got, I got a funny thing. I want, I'm hoping you watched it. Uh, I'm sure you probably did. But uh, I got to listen to it. Kara's going to come on, SEC person. I, I know OU's going to the SEC, but dang it, guys. <laughs> you know gonna, they're going to make you drink the Kool-Aid quick, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna turn into Texas A&M fan real quick. Oh, Not a Texas God. A&M fan, but how they turned when they went to the SEC. They, oh Jesus! <laughs> real quick, last question so far that I'm getting on Twitter. What are the odds? This is coming from. Oh, sorry guys, I'm blind as a bat. From the dawn of BK, what are the odds that the Arkansas football team, which I thought was very impressive this year? Uh, wins the SEC West by 2025. You know, I think Sam Pittman's the right guy there. And talk about a rah-rah guy who his players love. Um, and I know there's people out there who will probably say everyone that plays for their coach loves their coach, and that's probably true for the majority. But Sam Pittman's got a great personality. He's recruiting well. He's getting good coaches around him. And he's getting decent athletes. There's some really good, pretty, pretty good football in Arkansas. Plus, he'll go down because of the yeah. SEC banner. He'll go down to Texas, Oklahoma, grab a couple of guys there. Yeah. You know, I, I think unfortunately, as long as Alabama's in the SEC West, they're always going to be at the top. Whether or not they, um, you know, lose a game here and there, they may. But heck, the last time they lost to an SEC East team was 2009. Mm-hmm. Like that, they, they don't lose very often. So. As much as people can say that the dynasty's like starting to crumble a little bit, and I don't know who's saying that because they'd be crazy, I, I just don't – I think you're always going to battle them. But Arkansas, they're tough, man. And if they keep playing this hard-nosed Sam Pittman-style football and get a decent quarterback in there like they had this year, mm-hmm. uh, they, they can challenge. I mean, I, I'd love to – the SEC West is, is really pretty tough. The SEC East is a joke, but the SEC West is really pretty tough. So by 2025, yeah, I could see it happen. Challenging for it? Absolutely. I'm with you. I think challenging for it, I think they could win in it. You know, it's hard to say that because I'm trying I, – I probably should have responded probably a little. I should have, instead of liking it, unfortunately, I was at work, so I was trying to limit that. But I should have 
return of comment like there he, there he is and i'm live still so anyway <laughs> whatever i don't get that it was just me it was scary all of a sudden you were gone yeah because i was talking about you know answering the question about arkansas apparently maybe somebody didn't like it want to feel the need to uh <laughs> Reporter, I really don't know, but no, that was weird because I was here. I am talking all of a sudden. This thing says something's gone wrong. I'm like, oh man! And then, of course, now I was checking Twitter, um, checking the live stream. It's completely dark, but it says live. And of course, then you said, "What's well, still live?" I'm like, cool. But anyway, so we'll edit all that. I'm glad I didn't say anything horrific because apparently I might have still been live. I really don't know. Uh-huh. But anyway, answer the question about Arkansas. Um, I like the chances, but Bama's going to rule um, the West until further noticed. Um, but again, assuming that we're not putting the portal, uh, the um, portal, the OU Texas, not saying OU and Texas is going to win it anytime soon when they get into the conference. But anyway, I like the chances. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. But ch- uh, percentage wise, or what's the chances? What would you say? 40, probably 40% chance is decent yeah, yeah. form. I do. I would even probably go 50% chance. I like that. But, uh, um, oh, crap, I had a question for you. Oh, it, I think it depends on where OU and Texas go. Mm-hmm. Which one goes to the west? Which one goes to the east? Is it going to be a roll of the dice? Because, I mean, I'm not a geography major, like, <laughs> nor a math major, but they're not. I think Oklahoma is a little further west than, than Austin, mm-hmm. or maybe. So do they? Yeah, because... Um... Yeah, so Norman, because I've driven, we've driven through Austin to go down to San Antonio. Um, and by the way, that stadium, so literally, I don't realize where we are at. So literally, that stadium is off the highway. I think right it's I 35. Off yeah. of 60, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever that I 35 transforms yeah. down there to Austin, wherever that highway is down there. It's literally right off the highway. And I kid you not, the most ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Any bias or no? Do what? Any bias in that comment or no? Oh, 100 percent absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say it again. <laughs> it's the most ugly stadium. Uh and I don't like OSU's either, but Texas is though. It's a little more uglier than uh, our little brother up north. So, you know, take away which one we would with. We're getting the quarterback from Austin Westlake High School. He's the number one ranked quarterback, six overall, nice. according to twenty four seven Cade Clubnick. And talk about Bixby High School. Westlake is like that in, in Texas, too. They're 7A in Texas. I believe it's – oh, 6A. They're 6A in Texas. And uh, their closest game was the state championship where they won by 19 points. So, wow. To, 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 same idea. We're a little excited in, in Tigertown for, for old Mr. Klubnik to come. But, uh, yeah, but could you, uh, the reason I'm saying that and bringing that up is because he's like nine miles from, from Austin. Mm-hmm. And – and he decided not to go to Texas and to come across the country, halfway across the country, and go to Clemson. So more fuel to the fire there. And see, that goes back to what we were saying about the Texas program. I mean, is it close to being like Nebraska? Probably in some ways you can say that. However, unfortunately, Texas did have that win against Georgia in the SEC champ for the SEC championship game. Jesus, God Almighty. In the Sugar Bowl, when uh, Sam Ellinger felt the need to be like a retard and say, we're back. And, of course, the whole program falls on their face again, as always. Um, but nonetheless, 
Yeah, see, that has to be another going back to text real quick. That's got to be another thing that the boosters and the alumni have to realize. We can't recruit out of our own state anymore. We they're like that kid, you know. I'm sure back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, maybe early 2010s, these kids are going to Texas. If not, they're you know they're at least in the top four. I'm sure, but they can't even get the top talent to come to Texas anymore. I just think there's more. I don't know. I think that program's not from, even from a OU standpoint. I think the program's really not in not in the good look at all. No, it's really not. The money's still there. The money's still coming in. They thought with the Longhorn Network they were going to be, you know, the top ranked, and they are still one of the richest programs in college football. But it's not translating. That's for sure. Real quick on the Twitter DM, how do you know Bigsby's that good? Well, I just pull up the. Uh, I don't know who you are. You're a spam account. I can guarantee you that. Um, they beat a. Uh, I don't know who this team is down Arlington, and it won't show up. Uh, Mansfield Timberwolf Wolves, wherever they are, somewhere in Mansfield, Texas. Uh, one sixty-nine fourteen. They beat Jinx, who's a powerhouse up here, twenty-three fifteen. They beat Stillwater, forty-two fourteen. They won seventy-one nothing, eighty-one six, seventy to seven, fifty-eight fourteen, fifty-six fourteen, sixty-six thirteen, sixty-one twenty, seventy-eight to seven in the first round of the playoff, forty-eight to six in the final four in the state championship game. They won sixty-three fourteen. So. Uh, to whoever that was, there you go. That's, uh, that's... <laughs> yep, there you go. Next. So, yeah. uh, and uh, if you want to look it up, if you don't even believe me, then uh, check out Max Preps and search Bigsby High School or Bigsby Football Schedule, and uh, they'll take care of you. So, there you go. But uh, nonetheless, what was I going to go? Oh, thanks to the technology drop. There was something I was going to ask. Oh, uh, 2022 Clemson Tigers. Obviously, we're not completely done with the Clemson Tigers 2021 game. and We're talking bowl game really quick as well. What's 22 looking like for you guys back in Clemson? Uh, I, I think they'll be okay. I think it's going to be back to, um, I won't say undefeated season, but uh, I think they're, I mean, heck, we're, we're Clemson people and, and, and outsiders are saying how down a year this was because mm-hmm. they had three losses, but like I said previous, if they win the bowl game, they have another 10-win season. When I was in school in, in the late 90s, we had, we carried our coach off the field, Tommy West, yep. Tommy, after a 3-8 and eight season, and he beat South Carolina. So uh, I spent three, three of my five years at the Peach Bowl, and it wasn't nearly what the Peach Bowl is now right. in an SEC team. We went to the Gator Bowl one year and mm-hmm. you know had eight wins or something. So to go, I think it's 11 straight years with 10 wins in a row it's just it's un, it's unbelievable so i think that that is going to continue uh, i hope that having klubnik on campus is going to light a fire under dj uyunglele the quarterback the running backs are awesome and if they can keep all three guys um, you have uh will shipley kobe pace and phil maffa they are awesome the three of those guys bring you back to kind of the thunder and lightning of, of james davis and cj spiller I know this isn't a Clemson show, so I'm name dropping like a like a Matahihu, but people may not know who I'm talking about, and that's okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they're going to be okay. The defense is going to be just fine. They they didn't lose tr- meaningful transfers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that a lot of people have jumped on is that Clemson had seven guys in the transfer portal. 
the quarterback that transferred, Tyson Pumachan, basically said in not so many words that he was going to leave at the end of the year, but he was going to play the season out. And he did, and he was nice. the backup all year. He was fine. They lost a running back, uh, Lynn J. Dixon, who was quite honestly passed on the depth chart. They lost a receiver who couldn't stay healthy. Um, you know, they lost some DBs, just depth guys. So is it going to hurt depth? Yes, but I think they, they recruited well to the deficiencies. Uh, the the ACC being a little bit down, mm-hmm. admittedly so, helps that. Um, no question. And, and I've always said it's not Clemson's problem that these other schools aren't recruiting at Clemson's level. So you, you can you can dog the conference all you want, but that's not Clemson's problem. Um, I think Pitt's going to be okay. I, they're coming back when they got Slovis. They signed Keaton Slovis from Southern Cal. So, I, you know, I think the conference is going to help. I think they're going to at least win 10 games next year. You know, bias fully involved. I think they're going to win mm-hmm. the conference and be back fighting for a playoff spot. The, the talent is too good there to not be. Um, weird stuff happened this year where of course and and they had a chance they should have beaten Pitt, and they yep. definitely should have beaten nc state because nc state tried three or four yep. times to say no clemson we can't beat you here you guys beat us and we're like no we're not good enough you are going to give it right back to you um and really the game the game they should have lost they did and uh, against georgia in the opener um you know i think that that game tells any stories that defense is is sick and they were down 18 guys off the two deep on both sides of the ball for the majority of the mm. season, including their top defensive tackle, Brian Brzee, who's just an animal. They were playing Will Sweeney, Dabo's kid, who was, who was probably 22nd on the depth chart in wide receivers to start the year, was started against South Carolina at the end of the year. Wow. If that tells you how hurt Clemson was. They were down six wide receivers. Um, so, and they lost, they lost two of them. But I, I don't – I know I just babble, Mike. I'm sorry. But the, uh, <laughs> We got to make up that lost time. <laughs> yeah, but the, I really don't believe that there's going to be much of a drop-off. <clears throat> and I think I have faith in uh, the coordinators, Brandon Streeter, I went to school with. And, uh, you know, I think Wesley Goodwin's going to be fine. He, he said – what did he say? He said I had a great quote the other day. No biscuit if you don't risk it or something. No risk like it, that. no biscuit. Uh, I like so that. I think he's going to keep that up, up tempo style, up tempo style on defense and just send mm-hmm. people from all over the place. And I hope Streeter kind of, he was a quarterback at Clemson. So, and he was an offensive coordinator at Liberty and Richmond, FCS programs that are no to sling around the field. Yep. So I hope they, uh, that he can coach up uh, DJ a little bit. I mean, he's a former five star. Bryce Young mm-hmm. was, it was either him or Bryce Young, one and two. I don't think we missed on him. I really don't. I think he just read his press clippings or something early this year and just got uncomfortable after the Georgia game. Um, but I, I, I think they'll be just fine. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I know we're obviously 20, you know, still early before we even talk <clears throat> 22 season, but you know, people realize spring training, spring ball is just literally just around the corner. I mean, Next Wednesday, of course, Clemson's season finale, OU's season finale, same day. We're following you guys. Hopefully, please be Iowa State for us. Um, but <laughs> no Bryce, no Bryce, no Bryce, no, no Bryce Hall. And that's going to be a killer <clears throat> for Iowa State because he was their main, main wrecking force on the, uh, or, you know, nothing wrong with their Purdy, but uh, the quarterback. But Bryce Hall was the, was the man offensively. So 
we'll see how that goes for you for them. But uh, I think Clemson may take care of uh, should at least. I know it's a bowl game. I don't know who's opting in and who's out for Iowa State, but they I know Brees 12, Hall. They have 12 guys in the portal. Again, like Clemson, yep. the numbers could lie. Uh, yep. I don't know if any of those guys were impact guys <clears> at all. Quite honestly, just not following them um, throughout the season. They have the opt-out with um, Hall. We don't have any opt-outs right now, which is kind of amazing to say. Uh, but Clemson is one of the youngest teams in the country. They probably have a first-round defensive back in Andrew Booth, maybe a late-end first-round defensive back in Mario mm-hmm. Goodrich. Other than that, there's really no one really eligible to go a couple defensive ends, but uh, not first-rounder guys, and a couple of them might be hurt, if, if I'm being honest. Um, so that's that kind of speaks volumes about the program and the culture that they don't have mm-hmm. opt-outs, and they're just going to the Russell – I mean, excuse me, the uh, – what is it called now? Cheez-Its Bowl. Cheez-Its. Which, ironically enough, the year that yep. kind of springboarded Clemson to, to prominence, they beat a – Cole Stout beat a uh, Oklahoma team in that ball game. In 14, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Am I yeah. getting kicked off? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're, we're done. <laughs> Uh, but, but it kind, I, of, I it definitely, kind of did springboard us. No, I def- no, I agree. No, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> jokes aside, yeah, no, they. And that's what really sprung. You know, of course, that was uh, was that Brent Venable's first year there. Cause I know yeah. that's why I thought because he was really feisty on that sideline that first game because you knew he took it personal. Oh yeah, and I mean, him and Bob hugged it out before yep. the game, and that was a. I thought. We didn't have a chance. I lived in Tampa at the time, so mm-hmm. I just drove over to Orlando and went to the game. Uh, funny thing is I got on a plane the next day, went to the Rose Bowl, which was awesome. But anyway, nice. um, for that Oregon-Florida State debacle. Yes. But the, you know, he was definitely <laughs> salty. It was 40-6 to six or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he was salty. And you guys had Sterling Shepard. Uh, I think Mixon may have still been there. Like P. Ryan. P. Ryan was there. P. Ryan was there. Um, there was another receiver you had too, like is, is Shane Knight. What's his name? Spencer Knight was the quarterback. Oh, Trevor Knight, who lit Trevor up Knight. Alabama. Yes, yes, he did. I, I thought we had no chance. Literally, I I was at a bar before the game, going, "We're no chance we win this thing." Right. Especially Deshaun Watson was out, so we were mm-hmm. playing Colts out, um, and and they won. And it was definitely salty, Brent Venables. Oh, and by he, far. He knew everything that was coming. I mean, it was it, it was yeah. my eye were like this the whole game. Like he knew that play was coming. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. No, it was. I like Clemson. And people like even now. Yeah, I I really got nothing against Clemson. I I really don't know. If you're Texas and Oklahoma State, then we'll be talking different games. But we'll see. Um, but nonetheless, no, I got nothing against Clemson. I <clears throat> I remember unfortunately I remember that game pretty. Clearly. Sorry, um, <laughs> it could have been anybody. We could have been talking Iowa State. I would have said the same thing, you know. <laughs> no, that Iowa State. That's gonna be interesting. I'm just kind of curious. Um, an Iowa State team, um, really a team that I thought underachieved. A lot of people had them, if not competing with us for the Big Twelve Championship, even though we weren't in there either. Um, if not winning it, at least competing for it. But nonetheless. Um. Nonetheless, that uh, they were preseason ranked number nine. I mean, when what they had back on offense, I think it's Hutchinson too as a receiver that they had, and Purdy and and Hall. I mean, like it just looked like 
and a decent defense in that conference can do wonders. I know it's not so true anymore, but um, you know the old stereotype that they don't play defense in the in the Big Twelve. You saw what how Oklahoma State had some success this year in that mm-hmm. conference just by playing a little bit of defense. Oklahoma kind of kind of blew that out when they threw 30, 37 on them or whatever they did. But yeah, it was surprising. They, and my co-host Marty Coleman always says that he he was low on Iowa State to start mm-hmm. the year, big time low. And I wore I even bought an Iowa State shirt because I knew he was going to be low, and so I wore it on the show <laughs> one week and. Uh, I was kind of high on them, to be honest, and I was obviously pro- proven very wrong. Seven mm-hmm. five. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, I was on a show, intercept your lunch, and we talked just strictly Big Twelve, and I had them actually because he asked a question. If it wasn't if it's not Oklahoma winning the Big Twelve championship, who is it? I said Iowa State, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think everybody was. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Ryan Watts, the former Ohio State, uh, I believe, wide receiver, has uh, committed to Texas just now. Or transferring to Texas. Let me put it that way. There's a difference from committing to using the transfer. Well, regardless, he's going to Texas. So nice pickup, but I don't know what Watts did with Ohio State this year. Um, Does anyone uh, get on the – those three guys they have are just unreal. I mean, you look at what Jamison Williams doing at Alabama, and he couldn't get on the field. And that's not saying yeah. he wasn't good – well, it may be saying he wasn't good enough because those three guys that they run out there uh, – Garrison Williams – no, what's his name? It's Williams is one. Jackson and D-Bay Johnson is another. And Chris Olave is the third. Mm-hmm. Like, those three guys are frisbee catching dogs, man. They just – they made C.J. Stroud look awesome all year long. Uh, there's no knock on that. So a wide receiver, that wide receiver room's full, man. And two of those guys are sophomores, so they can't. They're not even eligible to go to the NFL. So like, how, how are you going to play? <laughs> I don't blame any wide receiver from Ohio State leaving at all. Ohio and State. I, I like I hate Ohio State uh, on the record. Put it on. Like hate. It's not. It's not a good like at all. And maybe more so than South Carolina. That says it. What I'm going to do is that this title. <laughs> this title will be the episode's title will be Casey hates Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> that will be what drags these people to listen to this. Show. My burner accounts all know it too. <laughs> the Joel Klatt. I think it's Joel Klatt who's on yep. the Big Ten, or he's one of those talking heads. After Clemson beat him. Uh, the second time in the controversial game with all this, the penalties, mm-hmm. Ohio State blew a 16 nothing lead going in for 23 nothing. I, I just called uh, Joel Clatt a, a crybaby bitch um, on Twitter over and over again from one of my burners. That was the first time I've ever been uh, uh, kicked Were off. Were you blocked? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was blocked and um, reported. So I was, wow. I was down for 48 hours. Oh, snap. Yeah. And Barrett Sally too was another one that I was I was salty with with him. But hey. that social media, uh, pr- the uh, social media committees, they were a tough one, man. They were tough that night. <laughs> but I was not. I was inebriated and, uh, <laughs> and and feeling good. And these guys were just complaining about the officials all night. So I had to go at them, you know, with my burner account. It's some anonymous picture of somebody that I don't know. It's great. Well, I, mean, I don't see nothing harm with that. It's not your personal account, so who cares? You got, I mean, it's not like my personal Facebook where I got you know banned for a thing a day, and then uh, I, um, like an account warning account or something. So the next time I say 
something really at this point, anything at this point, I can just be banned. So awesome. I'm just waiting for that one moment just to get banned. It's a badge of honor, I think. I don't know. Oh, I love it when I see the account warning status and it's orange. Oh, I love, I just love it. I'm like, who? What person I can piss off today just to, just to get banned? But I'll go on my personal account behind my burner account, and be like, hey, you need to be nice, you know, like kind of talking to myself. <laughs> I haven't done that, but I've seen others. I go back to back conversations. <laughs> it's like I'm a Gemini man. I got two personalities. It's fine. Isn't that what they say? I don't know. I don't know who they are either, Mike. I don't either. It's all the haters out there. Uh, this is just I, water, by the way. Yeah, same here. I don't want people to think like uh, yeah, it's been a long, short week at work, but uh, nonetheless. Now, as we wrap up the show, um, real quick, I want to do something a little different. I know I did it yesterday's recording. Unfortunately, sorry, Clyde, if you watch, I'm sure you'll listen. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I took, a, I just sent 16 ran, random messages to usually my consistent people. But uh, the first question, uh, it's just random questions, so don't feel mm-hmm. um, obligated. You have to answer. Uh, the oddest job you ever took to earn a buck? Cutting down trees. Nice. Yeah, it was crazy. It's the summer in college. I'm not going to ask the next one, but uh, <laughs> if you ever stole something, what was it? Uh, if you could be a personal... I got a good uh, story on that. Ask that one. <laughs> all right uh i'll get this so this person can get feel rewarded um if uh, did you steal something if so what was it uh ben and jerry's ice cream so i used to i lived on this i lived on this island in uh in tampa off of uh downtown tampa called davis island and uh, i think the statute of limitations is over but uh, we we would go. There was a bunch of little bars on the island, so we'd go to the bars and and, and drink right. for a long time. And we'd always end up at the there was a Seven Eleven on the island, so we'd always end up at Seven Eleven. And I would buy probably twenty dollars worth of crap for like I'm talking like Doritos. Open it up, put the squirt chili in there, and then I'd I'd have cargo plants on because that was actually popular back in two thousand five. And I and I put two quarts of Ben and Jerry's in my pocket, right? And I did this probably two or three times. And I'd pay like $33 for crap food, but still steal the, the right. Ben and Jerry's. Well, one night I walked in, and we got to know the clerk. One night we walk in there and I do the same thing. And she looks, she stops. She looks at me. She says, Casey, you can't be stealing the ice cream all the time. You got to pay for it every once in a while. So from that moment on, I paid for it. <laughs> so they knew I wasn't stealth at 6'3, 260 pounds. With with bulging, you know, ice cream coming out of my short pocket. Amazingly enough, great question, caller. Uh, <laughs> if you could be a personal assistant to anyone, who would it be? Wow, that's a great question. Wow, I, man, I would say uh, Ryan Ryan Reynolds. I like that. He just seems like a cool dude. What is the, I like this one because just the story that him and I have. Um, so kind of feel you when I'm not going to tell his whole detail because no, his story would be a little bit more funny the way I, he would say it compared to how I would say it. So this question, um, the reason why he's asking this question is a story behind it. And so the story is this. He was to, he practically, 
he practically got fired from two jobs at the same time. <laughs> How this went was he was at currently at work at his job. He lives in Minneapolis. At his job, he fired uh, whatever he was doing at the time. He called his uh, employer, current employer. Remind you, he's at work, so he calls his boss saying, "Hey, he says a few words. I quit." However, the new employer, whoever it was, calls him and says, "Hey, we decided to hold off on your position, and now he's jobless. He well, he's not jobless. It was about four or five years ago. Um, so this is a question of where he kind of." Was disappointed he did this because of the experience he had. What is the one? What is the one thing you'd be really disappointed if? Really disappointed if you never get to experience. Oh man! One thing you would be really disappointed if you never get. To, okay, yeah. What is the one thing you wouldn't be really disappointed if you never get to experience? I hope I said that right. Uh, you, uh, I could get real deep on this one, but I'll, I'll keep it simple and surface. I have a four-year-old. I want to. I want to make sure I see him. You know, go to college and get married. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but it probably, probably see alaska or, or even see europe i've traveled oh wow i love to see alaska. I've never been to europe and i have two really good friends that live full-time mm -hmm. in alaska now it's like they're always inviting us up it's just so hard to get there but i think that i'd probably be pretty disappointed if i don't get those two spots i'm definitely with you on the alaska just because i see we we watch a lot of the uh alaska you know alaska videos and all that but just something about alaska i just want to see just to say you were there. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel bad for Alaska because so far away from the actual, you know, from the States. It's like, at least, you know, we, we, we want to share the love down here. <laughs> we love you guys. Can you yeah, come closer? Come <laughs> oh, you're attached to Canada. My fault. Uh, but anyway, uh, is there something you, you have always wanted to do that you can now do, that you can do now? Will you start it? Is there something you have always wanted to do that you can do now and if so will you start it so one thing that i always wanted to do was work in sports and i did do a little bit of that as a student a student nice. assistant at clemson um but then i now i in sales and make too much money not i don't make enough money but i make too right. much money to get back and start fresh into that so no i wouldn't go back and try to be in it because i have a child now and uh, he needs food Yep. I totally understand. Trust me. I love these f quick fire questions, man. These are good. It's something that I wanted to kind of do differently, kind of in the show on a interesting thing. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Lord. This is my uh, movie guru here. Which Ghostbuster would you be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's going to stop listening because I don't even know the names, if you can believe that. I don't either. Uh, damn it! I, let me. Can I Google? Can I cheat real quick? Because I yeah, can tell you what's the Bill Murray one. There's no question, but I just don't know his name. I would not. I'm. I'm. When it comes to movies, dude, I'm horrible. I am too. I used to I act too, but I, I don't even watch it. But it would definitely be Doctor Peter. Um, oh man, I clicked the button. He went away. But Doctor Peter Fink something or other. That's one. Yeah, I'm sticking with that one. I don't even, I can't even get it anymore. Now I'm frazzled. My... <laughs> I got nothing. 
<laughs> yeah, when it comes to movies, dude, I'm the last person people. Well, want that's to the one. Like, I could at least fake it for a lot of movies, and I saw the Ghostbusters, mm -hmm. the original, but I just don't remember the names. I know Bear Murray's in it. That's all I could tell. Yeah, you. that's the character that, and it says like right here on Doctor Peter V E N K dot dot dot, and I, I click on that, and it goes away. So that's the one I want. <laughs> Doctor Peter Venk. Venkman. Venk. Doctor Peter Venkman. Yes. Whew, that was. <laughs> <laughs> Looking to 2022, what are your top three goals for the new year? And I got to drop some LBs. I got to be the best dad to my kid I can be, and uh, and hopefully drop LBs without doing too much because I'm lazy. Hey, they family. make money, right? No, we got to make money. Not money motivated, but I got to make money. We need it. We all need it. Yeah, more so than ever, unfortunately, now. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I like this. This is actually a good conversation one. Does spending New York, New York, does spending New Year's Eve in Times Square sound like a blast or a horrific nightmare? So I'm going to cheat on this one, Mike, because I grew up and and just, just moved out of the New York City tri-state mm -hmm. area. Very, very, very close to New York City. Um, I will never step foot in Times Square because it is a horrific nightmare. Getting in and getting out uh, is brutal because living oh, I'm in sure. New Jersey, you hop on a train is great. They're available often, but like just packed to the gills. Um, take COVID out of this mess, but well, know, of course, just, yeah, it's still a nightmare. You you sit on top of people. It's just so horrific nightmare is my answer. I've never been in New York. I got some buddies, a lot of them, that lives in Long Island. Um, and so, Dan, if you're watching, I represent you pretty well. Uh, Long Island and even Kyle. But um, <clears throat> to me, I've never been to New York. Hopefully one day, maybe soon, I will at least visit. Um, anyway, uh, to me, it would just sound like a nightmare. Forget about COVID. I'm not much of a uh, you know, mask guy, guy, but I'll work, you know, whatever. But I just, regardless, COVID, no COVID. It just looks like a nightmare crammed up with God knows how many millions of people that I don't know. You can't pee. And you I'm can't move. Mike, you can't pee. Where do you yeah, pee? You can't move. So if you have to pee or vomit or anything else, you might as well just do it right then. And then they yeah. probably honestly, I'm not going to disrespect New York and New York City, but they probably wouldn't care if you did pee on yourself, truthfully. <laughs> well, let's two questions or two answers <laughs> to this. You got to get to New York City. It's it's fantastic. It is wonderful. Just everything that's in it. Uh, it go during the day. The, the mm -hmm. food is just brilliant. The people are fun to watch. Uh, the, taking a train around the city, whether you're going to see your buddies on the LA Double R. In Long Island or whatever, you have to experience New York City one way or the other. Go to the top of the Empire State Building or Rockefeller Center or whatever, Central Park. Do all mm -hmm. that stuff. Definitely get there. But don't go on New Year's Eve. <laughs> well, I'm definitely not going. Won't be this year. Yankees, Mets, Knicks, Rangers. Go wherever. You know, Islanders oh, are for your yeah. boys. Yankee haters doesn't matter. Go see the city. Go see the Bronx. You got to, you know, be careful in the Bronx. But you go see the Bronx. Definitely experience New York. But, uh, but don't go on New Year's Eve. Unfortunately, I wish the old Yankee Stadium was still around. I think that would have been really, really cool to see. But uh, I'll still take the – well, not new now, but I'll take the newer updated one, I guess. Yeah, it's nice. Um, do you set goals at the beginning of each, each year? 
Yeah, but it's for me, it's not like personal goals necessarily. It's more work-related. But, yeah, absolutely. I set goals for myself every day. Um, not to get, again, serious. But, yeah, I, I, I need to hit goals. The only one that I've really never hit is trying to drop some pounds. I have hit it, but then I put it right back on because I love bagels and pizza. Amen to that one, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that one. <laughs> this chin ain't going to double itself, you know? <laughs> yep. Uh, my end, um, I don't put anything that's unrealistic, but here lately, uh, you know, there's some goals I wanted to achieve and places we want to go. So I think you got to, at least in that aspect, you got to kind of have to motivate yourself. Absolutely. Um, what's a resolution? Man, there's a lot of New York, New York, New Year Eve ones. God dang it. What's a resolution you know you really shouldn't make, but you never do? Man, you stumped stump the Schwab on this one. I don't know on that one. <clears throat> it's a great uh, question. I don't, I don't have Absolutely. It. Excellent question. I really don't. What's a resolution? I really don't know. Um, honestly. It's probably just to eat healthier. That's probably all. I mean, my whole thing's been weight the whole fucking time, but pardon my language. But the uh, you're good. But but yeah, probably eating eating better and because um, I try to be a better person every day, like a nicer person, get along with everybody, meet people. Obviously, met you tonight. Here we are, hour and a half later. <laughs> right. Uh, resolution for me, I never make. I should probably should, and I never do. Uh, probably eat healthier, like Casey said. Probably spend less time on Twitter. Yeah, oh, that yeah. would be healthier. That's healthier enough just to yeah. that thing. And then last but not least, as we head into that, I'm just going to do one, guy. Sorry, there's too many in here. Um, as we head into Christmas on Saturday, hot chocolate, spice cider, or eggnog? Hot chocolate. All day. I don't, I don't, I don't like hot chocolate. except hot chocolate. I do not at all like eggnog. So I will definitely be glad to... Uh, and you mentioned uh, you mentioned bagels. <laughs> you mentioned bagels. What is going to end it? This ain't. This is my question to you. What's your favorite bagel? Everything. Yeah. The everything bagel is, and and quite honestly, second place is plain. Yes. Uh, a good bagel shop in in New Jersey. You, you can't trip without falling into a bagel shop in New Jersey. There's good bagels everywhere in New York, New Jersey. Um, I miss it being in South Carolina now. There's one bagel shop here. It's a decent bagel. It'd probably be a, a thousandth on the list in New Jersey, New York. Um, but yeah, the everything bagel, uh, the to the, the the no toasted. That's my mm -hmm. test. Every bagel I go to, I, I no do not toast my bagel. That's how I test to see if your bagels are good. Uh, but the everything bagel, man, it's, it's top notch. Well, I'll end the show on this. If you're ever in Norman, regardless if it's a Clemson OU, maybe down the road, maybe they'll play a home and away series. That'd be quite cool. That'd be cool. Um, regardless if it's that or you just happen to be in Norman or even Oklahoma City for that matter, in Norman, it's called Einstein Bros. And so our project manager that we have that um, – so the our job work is mainly – well, really, we're from the regional office, but we have a – different branch that's strictly over the OU athletic department and making sure, you know, the, the events are set up and cleaned and all that stuff. So our product manager is based in Norman. So every time we go down there, really more, more so for game week, 
he always treats us to Einstein bros. And dude, I know Einstein bros. Man, yeah. that was a good bagel in Orlando. Yeah, when I was in Orlando all the time, it's a good bagel. I have to try. I have to open my variety because I'm really hooked on this pepperoni pizza one. It's just the way they make it. It's yeah, no, really, really don't, good. That's that's the best you're gonna get in your area. If somebody tries to like, I know we're ending, but if if you ever see on a sign it says New York style mm -hmm. bagels, they're they're lying to you. New that's York good. style pizza, they're lying to you. You know, stick with the good. What's good for you when it comes to bagels and pizza, um, and then when you get to New York City, you're gonna. You're gonna be like, what? <laughs> this is a bagel. Einstein brothers are awful, but they're not. Man, they're, Oklahoma they're City sucks. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy the Einstein. Now they're not bad, but uh, not, not bad. They're, not. they're good. They're good. Yeah. Well, Casey, I know it's been a long show, but it was fun. I appreciate you inviting me. I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate the laughs. Thank you for doing this. Uh, you're welcome on our show anytime, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. As always, I always tell every guest, well, as I told Devin last night, all every guest got the special invite, but I want to say it to you because you're cool in my book, is uh, anytime, just shoot. I'll, send, I'll DM you my number, but shoot a text, DM, tweet. I don't care. Say, hey, fat ass, I went on your show. Make it happen. <laughs> No, and we're gonna make it. We're I'm gonna make it happen. To see your your show uh, when you have your co-host on here, and you gained a new listener tonight, no question. And uh, good luck to everything. Seriously, thank you. Hey, same same to you. And uh, I'll let her know. I know she's excited. Um, we're we're hoping sometime next week to kind of sit well, sit down, and uh, more so just tweet and figure out when we're gonna get the recording. I know it's not on Wednesdays, which is probably good because that's unfortunately my busier for the most part, for the exception of holidays my busier days so we'll figure it out but uh i'll have, definitely let you know and uh it'll be fun yes sir appreciate you mike hey appreciate you merry christmas my man merry christmas and uh enjoy the holidays with your family and happy new year and i'll be seeing you around soon man yes sir thanks so much thank you casey from from sluggo podcast uh thank you for coming on enjoy the show ladies and gentlemen what a wonderful guest and uh definitely had a good time tonight that's it for this week. That's the end of the, of the podcast recording. Next week, we are going to hopefully at least get two in. Uh, if not, definitely one. More so just a year in review as we forward, uh, spring forward into 2022. But nonetheless, from my family to yours, ladies and gentlemen, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we'll see you next week.